We've been focusing on worship, praise, and last Sunday I talked about praise and worship a little bit, and then Wednesday we followed up with that the fact of the matter is that praise and worship does matter. And today I want to share with you on the power of song, the power of song. And uh, let me uh, be candid with you. I love music. I love different songs. I love different genres of music. But there's one type of music that I really love that is this old school type music because back in the day they didn't have all the different stuff today and I mean voices were really what you heard is what you really heard they didn't have any tweaking or anything going on and then you had the horns and you had the drums and everything and anybody hear of a group called earth wind and fire earth wind and fire well I like earth wind and fire I, I, in fact, I got their CD on the best of earth, wind, and fire, and I just love it. And there's a song that they sing called Sing a Song. And uh, I know it would be considered a secular song, but I consider it a prophetic song. In fact, uh, I love this song so much, we are going to hear it, and the lyrics are going to be on the screen. And uh, let me tell you, I had a friend that used to go to one of my parents, my dad's church, and his brother had a 64 Chevy Impala. And, you know, we, we, we'd go to church, do the church thing, and then every once in a while on a Sunday afternoon, we'd get in the Chevy Impala, and it was juiced front and back. In other words, it had hydraulics front and back. And, man, there was times when we played that old school stuff. How many know, remember, you can ring my bell, you can ring my bell. And I'd be, doo, doo. This was another song, and there was a part in the song when it would just get to a certain point, I'd be, yeah, you know. <laughs> so let's watch it. Sing a song by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Come on. And you can get into it. Don't be like Cutler. And Cutler, they're like, can we move? Yes, you can move. You can clap. Vámonos. Yeah.
Brother B. Nodding, he know what I'm talking about. He, he old school too. Well, there is power in song. But let me let you in on something. You will know the power of the song of the Lord unless you sing it. You are not called to be a silent saint. You are called to be a singing saint. And the Bible reveals that there is power when we sing the song of the Lord. And we're going to see that today, beginning in Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2. Isaiah 12 verse 2. It says, See, God has come to save me. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. Watch this. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Watch that. The Lord God is my strength and my song. Here's a connection between strength and song. And so what I want to communicate to you today are two vital truths connected to the power of song. The first truth is this. The songs of the Lord are the means by which the strength of the Lord is transmitted or imparted to our lives. Let me say that again. The songs of the Lord are the means by which the strength of the Lord is transmitted or imparted to our lives. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, if you find yourself weak and weary because of the battles and conflicts and challenges that you've been dealing with in your life, and you are a born-again believer, you possess a resource through the Lord by which you can go from weakness to greatness, by which you can go from peace to panic, by which you can go from despair to delight. What is that means, Pastor? What is that resource? It's the song that God has given you. It is the praise, the worship that He has deposited in you. It is that moment in your life where you decide, I'm going to give God praise. I'm going to open my mouth like David. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Because when you and I sing the songs of the Lord, it not only blesses God, it benefits us. Because when we open our mouth, as we've noted in this series, when we give God praise, God inhabits the praises of His people. That means He comes to dwell. He comes to live in the praises of His people. And when God shows up, who He is and what He does is manifested. God doesn't show up just to say, I was there, been there, done that. No. God shows up to show off who he is and what he can do. The songs of the Lord are the means by which the strength of the Lord is transmitted or imparted to our lives. This is confirmed in the Old and New Testament. In Psalm chapter 8 verse 2 it says, O Lord our Lord, Your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. That's verse 1. Then verse 2 says, You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies 
and all who oppose you. One of my study Bibles, specifically the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, commentary on Psalm 8-2 states the following. Jesus plucked the first phrase of this verse, verse 2, and used it to justify the young people praising Him as Messiah in Matthew 21:16, The Septuagint or Greek Bible from which Jesus quoted considered the Hebrew word rendered here strength to be better translated praise. Look at it. Matthew 21:16. They asked Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say, you have taught children and infants to give you praise. You see what Jesus did there? He was quoting from Psalm 8-2, where it says, you have taught children and infants to tell of your strength. But when Jesus quoted it, it's, he said, you have taught children and infants to give you praise. Jesus was trying to inform his audience. When you give God praise, it releases God's strength into your life. And the psalmist said that when children give God praise, it also silences the enemy. And that word silence means to stop a person dead in their tracks. Some people say, I've had a rough week. And you ask them why? Because the devil's been after me all week. Well, let me tell you something. The devil is not supposed to be chasing you. So stop, turn around, and give God praise in the face of the devil. And it will stop him dead in his tracks. And he will flee from you. So when you and I give God praise, it results in the strength of the Lord being imparted to our lives. Again, the songs of the Lord are the means by which the strength of the Lord is transmitted or imparted to our lives. In Psalm, or Exodus 15 verse 2, Exodus 15 2, it says, The Lord is the strength or my strength and song and he has become my salvation he is my God and I will praise him my father's God and I will exalt him watch it the Lord is my strength and my song watch it and he has become my salvation so when I praise God I am strengthened When I sing the song, I experience the transmission, the impartation of His strength into my inner person. Then the psalmist says in Psalm 118 verse 14, The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. What are you saying, Pastor Angel? I'm saying what the Bible is saying. That if you need strength from God, then you've got to sing the song of the Lord. If you need strength from God, you're tired, you're weary, you feel distressed, you feel depressed. You don't have to stay stuck in depression. You don't have to stay stuck in anxiety. You don't have to feel tired and weary all day. You have a resource that God has given you. It's His song. And when you begin to sing it... 
It's an issue. It's an issuing of an invitation to God to show up at the place that you're at. And when God shows up in His presence, there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand, pleasures forevermore. This is why when I decide I'm not going to be silent, I'm going to sing instead, what happens? The atmosphere begins to shift. There's a disturbance in the atmosphere. Why? Because when you begin to praise, your song not only reaches heaven, but His power is unleashed from heaven to your place, to earth. And He comes in His kingdom authority to show and confirm, I'm your God. I'm your Father. I'm your Rescuer. I'm your Healer. I'm your Deliverer. I'm your Shepherd. I'm your Help. He shows up to confirm this is my child and I do not leave my children alone through what they go through in life. Woo! Yep. There's a writer that I've enjoyed. His name is Warren Wearsby. Dr. Warren Wearsby once wrote a book entitled, entitled Victorious Christian. It's about a woman by the name of Fanny Crosby. Crosby was the author of over 8,000 songs. In fact, she wrote so many that she had to write under pseudonyms just so she could get more of her songs into the hymn books. At age six, or at, rather at six weeks of age, Fanny Crosby developed a minor eye inflammation and she was taken to a local doctor for treatment. However, the doctor who treated her used the wrong medicine on her eyes and she became totally and permanently blind because of his carelessness. Interviewed years later, Fanny Crosby said that she harbored no bitterness against the physician. In fact, she once said, if I could meet him now, I would say thank you over and over again for making me blind. She felt that her blindness was a gift from God to help her write the hymns that flowed from her pen. How could Fanny Crosby, blinded by a tragic failure of a careless doctor, still be filled with such joy and power in her songs because she kept her heart focused on God. She looked up toward God rather than around her disability and weaknesses. As with the Apostle Paul, she was convinced that she could do all things through Christ who gave her strength. In fact, the songs of the Lord that she penned actually provided the strength from the Lord. There have been times in my journey with Christ when I have found myself battling anxiety, depression, fear, weakness, feeling overwhelmed, feeling emotional upheaval because of challenging circumstances. And there are those times in my life when I feel myself going down emotionally, 
spiritually. Instead of following my daily prayer pattern of praying the Lord's Prayer or following another structure of prayer that I implement in my time of devotion, what I will do in those moments is I will sing old hymns or I will sing current praise and worship songs. Instead of going into prayer, I will just begin to worship and I'll begin to declare those songs unto the Lord. You know songs like, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches over me. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And I'll begin to worship him. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. I will sing songs unto the Lord because I know that as I'm singing unto the Lord, His presence is beginning now to envelop me. And as His presence envelops me, it strengthens me. And as I'm worshiping Him, what happens is my eyes are going off of my what I'm seeing and my circumstances. And as I begin to worship Him, as I begin to lift Him in praise, He begins to lift me through his presence I'm saying to you if you're tired if you're weak if you're anxious if you're worried if you're depressed you don't have to stay stuck open up your mouth sing unto the Lord and you will discover that God will do for you what he did for the psalmist the psalmist David said in Psalm 40 I waited patiently on the Lord and I cried unto him and he heard my cry and what did he say and he took me out he stooped down and he took me out of the miry pit and he set my feet upon a rock and he put a new song in my mouth again the songs of the Lord are the means by which the strength of the Lord is transmitted or imparted to our lives but there's also another truth Connected to the power of song. The songs of the Lord are a means by which we can experience deliverance through the Lord. The songs of the Lord are a means by which we can experience deliverance through the Lord. In Psalm 32 verse 7, the scripture says this, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve or protect me from trouble. Watch this. You will surround me with songs of what? Deliverance. You will surround me with songs of deliverance. Now, any old schoolers remember back in the days when you'd go into a restaurant and they had a jukebox. If you don't know what a jukebox is, just watch Happy Days. You'll see it here at the Back in the day, there, there was these jukeboxes, and they not only had big jukeboxes, they had smaller ones. You remember, I remember my, we, 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 we would go to a, a, a kid's a Chinese-American restaurant, and, and each table there was like a jukebox on the wall. Remember that? And, and you would press the number and, the, you know, which song you wanted to play, but it would allow you to move the, the different pages to pick, okay, which song do I want, and you play it. Well, let me tell you something. God has provided a heavenly jukebox for you and I. It's called the Bible. There are songs, psalms, in the Bible. 
for any occasion, any struggle that we're dealing with. But here's the neat thing. God says, you pick the song and then you sing it. But I don't know the melody. That's why in Ephesians it says, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Singing and making melody unto in your heart unto the Lord in Ephesians 5.19. You see, because God's provided you and I with songs. But here's the thing. He surrounded us with songs of deliverance. But we won't know the deliverance connected to the song until we sing it. But I already, I already, I already, I know. Here, here comes an excuse. But I can't sing. I know that. God knows it. He knew it before you were even born. That's why he had the psalmist pen the verse that says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Because he knew that your voice is just like a bunch of noise. But he says, I love it. It's joyful to me because you're singing to me. You and I will never know until we sing what power there is when when we sing. What power is unleashed and released when we sing. One Christmas Eve, Ira D. Sankey was traveling by steamboat up the Delaware River. Asked to sing, Mr. Sankey sang the song, the shepherd song. After the song was ended, a man with a rough, weather-beaten face came up to Mr. Sankey and said, Did you ever serve in the Union Army? Sankey replied, Yes, I did. In the spring of 1860, the man asked, Can you remember... If you were doing picket duty on a bright moonlight night in 1862, Sankey was surprised and said, Yes, I did. The stranger said, So did I. But I was serving in the Confederate Army. When I saw you standing at your post, I said to myself, That fellow will never get away from here alive. I raised my musket and took aim. I was standing in the shadow completely concealed while the full light of the moon was falling upon you. At that instant, just as a moment ago, you raised your eyes to heaven and began to sing. Music, especially song, has always had a wonderful power over me. And I took my finger off the trigger. Let him sing his song to the end. I said to myself, I can shoot him afterwards. He's my victim at all events. And my bullet cannot miss him. But the song you sang then was a song you just sang just now. I heard the words perfectly. We are thine. Do thou befriend us 
be the guardian of our way. Those words stirred up many memories in my heart. I began to think of my childhood and my God-fearing mother. She had many, many times sung that song to me. But she died all too soon. Otherwise, much in my life would no doubt have been different. When you had finished your song, it was impossible for me to take aim at you again. I thought the Lord who is able to save that man from certain death must surely be great and mighty. And my arm of its own accord dropped limp at my side. Sankey experienced deliverance because he sang the song of the Lord. I'm saying to you and I, we will never discover what God's power can do on our behalf until we're willing to sing when the Spirit says sing or we're willing to sing when we don't even feel like it. The song unto the Lord. I'm saying to you and I today that God's delivering, rescuing power is unleashed when we sing. The songs of the Lord are a means by which we can experience deliverance through the Lord. There's some of you in the midst of a battle, in the midst of spiritual warfare, and I'm saying to you, it's sing a song unto the Lord. Because when you sing a song unto the Lord, you are instantly issuing an invitation to the Lord to come in the midst of your battlefield. And in case you forgot, the Bible says in Exodus 15 verse 3, the Lord our God, He a man of war. And if you look throughout the scriptures over and over again, the scripture declares the battle belongs to the Lord. But let me tell you something. It is not the Lord's until you take it out of your hands and place it into His. And the way that you can do that is through your praise and in your worship. When you say, I don't know how I'm going to overcome in the midst of this battle. I don't know how I'm going to get through the mess I'm in right now. But I'm choosing, regardless of what I'm feeling, regardless of what I'm thinking, I'm choosing to open my mouth and declare my praise unto God. Lord, you are my shepherd and I will not lack. God, you are my refuge and my strength. You are my very present help in trouble. Lord, you are my rock. You you are my strong tower. You are my fortress. You are my hiding place. Lord, you are my deliverer. Lord, you are the strength of my life. Lord, you are my song and you will become my salvation. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where, but I know who. I know who. You think that's just good preaching let me tell you something it's bible second chronicles chapter 20 we have the story of king jehoshaphat receiving the news there are three 
armies allying together, joining together to come against you in the tribe of Judah, King Jehoshaphat. And when he received the news, the Bible says he was fearful. He was alarmed. And what did he do? He fell prostrate before the Lord. And he called for fasting and prayer. And in the midst of the fasting and prayer, he offers a prayer to the Lord. And you know it. In verse 12, he says, Lord, we don't know what to do because this army that has come against us, it is, we feel powerless in light of the fact that they outman us, they outnumber us, Lord, and they have weapons and, and Lord, we feel powerless and, and, and we don't know what to do but our eyes are upon you and in the midst of that prayer God anoints a young prophet to give a prophetic word and say to the tribe of Judah, tomorrow you're going to go into the battlefield but you're not going to need to fight this battle because the battle isn't yours it belongs to the Lord, you're going to see God bring about a deliverance for you but the next morning before they go to the battlefield Jehoshaphat orders the singers to get in front of the soldiers and to go into the battlefield singing a song, singing a song as they're going into the battlefield. And what did they do? Watch this. Second Chronicles chapter 20, beginning with verse 20. It says, Jehoshaphat, it says, Jehoshaphat, early in the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand for it. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. Then it says, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his glory, his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. Say yada. Give thanks to the Lord. Yada. It means to worship God, to give thanksgiving with hands extended. So here you have the, the army of the Lord in front of the armies that are, that are, that are armed and, and ready for battle. In front of God's army that's armed. He, in front of the soldiers, you have the singers. And what do they do? They're going into the battlefield, leading the soldiers with hands raised. What do you think the other three armies were thinking? They're giving up already. They're surrendering already. Oh. They say, give thanks to the Lord, His faithful love endures forever. And then it says, at the very moment they began to sing and praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. Now, where did they go to fight the battle? Where did they go? It says early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. Say Tekoa. Tekoa means stockade. Stockade. What stockade? It is a barrier formed from upright wooden posts or stakes, especially as a defense against attack. Or as a means of confining animals. The devil has placed barriers in the battlefield. In order to try to stop your advancement. Your progress. But he's also placed barriers to keep you from the stuff. The blessing that God has for you. But you've got to have a made of mind that says... Not only do I have a battlefield, but there are barriers in my battlefield. But there is no barrier that's going to stop me from marching forward in praise and worship unto God. And when you praise and worship, God will break down the barriers. Woo! I, I got to behave. I got to behave. But you see what happens? As soon as they began to sing. My dad, when he get really excited, he, he, he fly off the pulpit like, 
with a mic in his hand. He had long cords. I feel like flying right now. Watch this. Because they sang a song, the place of battle was transformed into a place of blessing. You read it already. Ah, but let me tell you something. Something that is not pointed out that I found in one of my reference Bibles called the Dakes Annotated Bible. Because in verse 22, it says, Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord said, ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Watch this. The Dake Annotated Reference Bible says this. The ambushes were not of the Israelites. So they must have been angelic host. It says the Targum. The Targum is a Hebrew commentary on the Old Testament scriptures. The Targum interprets them as angels. Evidently, the angels of God appeared suddenly. And the armies started fighting among themselves, destroying one another. Do you see what happens when God's earthly army praises Him in the midst of the battle? God dispatches His heavenly army to come and fight on behalf of His people. He will give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands lest your foot strike against a stone. So you got these three opposing armies watching God's army being led by a bunch of singers with raised hands coming into the battlefield and they're thinking they're already giving up. They're already surrendering. But I've told you before, they were raising up their hands not as a sign of surrender. They were raising up their hands like a referee at a football game. They were doing a prophetic act. Why does a referee at a football game raise his hands to inform us that there has been a score made? There has been victory achieved. There has been score made. Touchdown. Ah, what they were doing were they were declaring our God is about to give us the victory on this battlefield. We are about to score against the enemy. Woo! And score they did. Because the Bible says in verses 25 and 26, King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found a vast amount of equipment, clothing, and other valuables. More than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. Watch this. On the fourth day of Christmas. On the fourth day. They gathered in the valley of what? Which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. The valley that was the Valley of Battle was transformed and renamed as the Valley of Blessing. And when they experienced the victory from God, there was so much spoils. There was so much.
its goods to collect. It took them three days to collect it. I'm saying to you, the reason why the devil comes so hard against us is because he knows there's a blessing with our name on it. And he knows if he can discourage us, we'll never get to that. Some of you are asking, I don't know why I am going through what I'm going through. Can you help me, Pastor? Tell me why. I'll tell you why. Because the devil knows that on the other side of your battle is a blessing, overwhelming blessing with your name on it. Don't give up. Open up your mouth. Give God praise. Sing a song. Sing a song. There's power in song. Let me wrap this up. One of my favorite stories, and I got a lot of stories, but I got a lot of favorite ones too. I came across in a book that I read, written by Max Lucado, and it's about Cheepy, the parakeet. Cheepy, the parakeet. Cheepy was a happy little bird, content every day to sit on his perch, swinging singing to his little heart's content. One day, Cheapy's owner took the initiative to clean out his cage. She took off the attachment from the end of the vacuum hose and stuck it into the cage to remove the sediment from the bottom. Just then, the phone rang. She turned to pick it up and had barely said hello when Sheepy got sucked in. As you can imagine, the bird owner gasped, dropped the phone, turned off the vacuum, and ripped open the bag. Inside, there lay Sheepy, still alive, but stunned by trauma. The bird was covered with all the terrible grit and grime that fills vacuum bags. So the owner did the only thing she could think to do. She grabbed him, raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet, and held Cheapy under running water. Then realizing poor little Cheapy was soaked and shivering, she did what any good owner would do. She reached for the hair dryer and blasted the poor little guy with hot air. Poor Cheapy never knew what hit him. A couple of days after the experience, the reporter who first wrote about the event talked to Cheapy's owner. He asked how the bird was doing. She said, well, Cheapy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. <laughs> no wonder. One minute the little guy was swinging and singing. And before he knew it, he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. If that doesn't turn your song into a blank stare, nothing will. Here's the truth. Some of us are like sheepy. The parakeet. We've lost our song. We've lost our song. 
I'm saying to you, it's time for you to sing again. For a believer, singing is not an option. For the Bible commands us over 300 times to sing. It's not a suggestion, it's a command. Some of you are saying, Pastor, how can I get out of this spiritual funk that I'm in? How can I get unstuck? I'm telling you one of the ways is through singing, through worshiping. I have learned this in my journey, that when I sing unto the Lord, He not only delights in my song, He delivers me through the song that I choose to sing unto Him. When I lift Him up in praise, He lifts me up through His power. Your strength is in your song. Your deliverance is in your song. Do not remain silent. But pastor, I don't feel it. Here's what I want you to know. You don't have to feel it to sing it. That's why David said, I will bless the Lord when at all times His praise shall continually be in my mouth. In Psalm 34, 1, then He said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Did you catch that? He didn't feel it all the time, but he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And then what happened? He said, my soul will make her boast in the Lord. What is your soul? It is the seat of your mind, will, and emotions. What David teaches us is that even when you don't feel it, and you choose to praise God anyways, the time is going to come when your soul is going to feel what it wasn't feeling before, the will to praise Him. But you got to take the initiative and remind yourself, self, you can be cast down. Self, you can be down and low. Self, you can be disturbed within me. But I will yet praise Him who is my help, who is my hope, who is my healer. And I'm telling you after a while as his presence begins to envelop you as his power is manifested in the midst of your praise you're going to feel like doing it it's no longer going to be we will not be shaken it'll be like we will not be shaken we will not be shaken And you're going to come out of that chair with a passion to pursue God even more. And you're going to come out renewed. You're going to discover what the Word says. That they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And you're going to discover that God is the one who delivered, rescued you. Because when you praise Him, when you give Him glory, glory. God will be honored and God honors those who honor Him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence here right now and we give you the glory. We give you the praise. You are omnipotent. You are all-powerful. You are omniscient. You are all-knowing. You are omnipresent. You are everywhere at the same time. 
You are the one who has no beginning, no end. In fact, you are the beginning of everything. And in you, Lord, we experience your working. And in your working, God, you fulfill a work that you continually perfect. Right here, right now, through your presence, I pray, God, songs of the Lord, songs of the Lord stirred in the hearts of your people. God, there's people here today that have been battling, but you got a song that you want them to sing. And as they go through their playlist, I believe you're going to reveal to them that's the song. I don't just want you to play it. I want you to sing it unto me. And as you sing it unto me, I'm going to bring deliverance unto you. So God, right now, I pray. Inspire, instruct, God, I pray. Reveal, reveal through your spirit the song that we need to sing to you. And I pray for those that are bound today, those that do not know you. And yet they know they can't get themselves out of the mess they're in. They can't deliver themselves and they know it and they're saying, I want freedom. Let them discover you as their deliverer. And then your word says you're going to place a new song in their mouth. And as they sing to you, they're going to grow in understanding that you really are mighty. thank you for what you're doing Lord I pray right now as this song is sung entitled carry me by Abe and Heidi I pray it would minister to people right now 